Hi, I'm the host, Chip James. And I'm the producer, Katie Matthews. And if you're anything like us, you have a heart for Dayton, Ohio. And maybe you've been looking for a place where you can hear more about the interesting people and businesses that make Dayton such a special place to call home. Well, that's why we created the new Dayton podcast to celebrate a new era in our great town. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. If you've been listening to the podcast or if you've binge listened to a bunch of episodes recently, you've probably caught on to the fact that we really love locally owned uh, small businesses. And sometimes I could be accused of being a little bit of a fanboy uh, or uh, somebody who just looks at these starters, these business owners in admiration. And today's episode is definitely an example of that. I have watched uh, Brennan Waldron uh, and his wife Eden um, start and run their businesses. Brennan runs Ohusa, a conscious design for a kinder home, the woodworking company, and Eden's business, Poppy Fay Floral. Uh, watched them sort of begin and grow on Instagram and they just have those accounts and those businesses that make you a little bit jealous or a little bit envious. Like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah, and the way that they have worked together over the years has been fun. So uh, Brennan built Eden a little flower card when she was getting started, and they would go do pop-ups together with the flower card that he built, and she would do little arrangements. And That's I remember so cool. seeing that. And then she goes and helps him put together benches at Ghost Light and... Right. We got a little bit of the behind the scenes of yeah. their, how they are married as mm -hmm. two creatives in the same house. And that was fun to kind of get the behind the scenes on. Yep. Them. And we say it in the episode, but we, we thought it would be cool to record at the new Ghostlight Midtown. Uh, if you have been to that location, you have either uh, sat your drink down or sat your booty down on something that Brennan made at Ohusa. So we thought it'd be cool to be in that environment. Because of that, there's some noise, uh, maybe more than normal. So just hang in there and we hope you enjoy this conversation with Brennan and Eden Waldron. A rare treat for the New Dayton podcast is getting to talk to two people at once, especially when there are two businesses involved. And what makes it even more fun is when it's a husband and wife duo. And that's uh, the joy of today's episode with Brennan and Eden Waldron. Brennan uh, has a, uh, an amazing woodworking company called Ohusa, And Eden has Poppy Bay Floral. Is it Poppy Fay Floral Designs or just Poppy Fay Floral? Floral, yeah. All right, cool. So we're going to hear a lot about their stories today. And it sounds like from what we talked about off the mic, these businesses were born uh, simultaneously. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it started pretty much both of our businesses started on our wedding day, I would say, or at least in preparation to our wedding day. We got married three years ago in September, September 9th, and um, we both are very much people that like to just do things ourselves, Right. mostly because it's a lot cheaper and it's a lot more fun, I think, for us. Um, so 
in preparation to our wedding, we were just kind of like dreaming big, obviously, like we do. And um, part of it was obviously the flower aspect of it. I will say I already was working at a flower shop you were. before our wedding for a couple years, but it was a very small flower shop. We didn't do a lot of weddings. Yeah. Um, so it was more like weddings, daily orders. Weddings are like a big, kind of a big order, I'm assuming, and yes. usually pretty expensive, right? Yes. The flowers. So that's kind of like, yeah, the big piece of like the floral industry, I'd say, is weddings. Right. Um, but this florist that I worked at really didn't do a whole lot of that. So I knew when we were getting married, though, that was like what I wanted to do. I wanted to do our flowers. Like that was like that's cool. One of the things I was looking forward to the most. Pretty much why we got married <laughs> was just so you can do the flowers. I was so excited. So I like got all my flowers like just in bulk and like um, I got some from like some local farmers and I just like put together what I didn't really have color palettes in mind I was yeah. just putting together things that I liked and cool. um, yeah so literally did her very first wedding by herself well, in yeah. the hotel room it's like three in the morning I'm it, putting together your bouquets. wedding was your yeah, first wedding was my first wedding so oh, wow. I did my own bouquet and my bridesmaids and all the centerpieces which you yeah. that yeah. was your intro. yeah so like she I guess it was just an idea you saw on Pinterest or something yeah, where it was probably. just kind of just blocks of wood with drills hold in it and then you just put the flowers in there and I hadn't owned any of my own tools yet oh. um, and like I obviously grew up with a dad who had some saws and hammers here and there right um, so I just kind of made it part of the the wedding budget that had quotes on it and um, went to Home Depot and bought some you know bought a saw bought bought a drill and uh, I started making our centerpieces and wow. that I in that I just kind of realized this is like a lot of fun I find a lot of therapy and just making things with my hands so you had worked with wood before that just casually or not at all very casually wow. yeah so it was kind of growing up like my dad always always has projects going on so it was just picking up the scraps that he had and making a tree fort or making you know a ramp for our bikes here and there That's so awesome yeah so not to be too businessy but it sounds like you know like business 101 a great business solves a problem fills a void and it almost sounds like your wedding exposed or revealed a need hmm. for you especially Eden yeah. like great flowers definitely you know maybe a new way or new style or your own take on it definitely and then Brennan maybe you discovered like there's some really cool woodworking products or things that I can create that for other sure. people would like for sure so at the wedding were people like I'm sure they were complimentary but were they like what who did this where's this they, from they were they were really kind because everyone knew i worked at the flower shop and like everyone knew i was like really excited to do my flowers and everyone was super sweet about it but it really did like sparkling and i remember you were like why don't you just do this like why right. like just do it yourself i was like oh like i could never like i can't i don't know how to do that like it was yeah. i'm very much the one who's pumps the brakes and he's right. like full steam ahead where yeah. I'm like let's think about it but he's like I mean why couldn't you you already work at a flower shop like yeah so it definitely like made me start thinking got the wheels turning about cool. for sure and, and I, I think it for you especially made the idea attainable mm -hmm. that if yeah. you could literally source all the flowers yourselves design everything yourself and then literally do it all yourself yeah. it definitely gave you this it, it gave you this idea of 
you could do this. Yeah, it seemed possible. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going from the mindset of I don't, I can't do this, I don't know how to do it, then yeah. you're not expecting some huge growth day right. one, year one. You're just sort of tiptoeing into exactly. it, and whatever happens, yeah. happens. Definitely. Yeah. So what type of growth has Poppy Faye seen since that time? Well, a lot, just because I didn't. I just knew that the job I was at, it was really good took me from knowing nothing about flowers to knowing you know a lot of the basics and fundamentals of flowers but like that next step I really wanted to get to which was weddings mostly but then it like once obviously social media has played a big part and like you can see what other people are doing in your field and like it's crazy like I was like seeing pop-ups like people like just setting up at like coffee shops and selling flower bouquets and things like that for Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. And so we then like built a little flower cart that I could sell out of at markets. And so it was just, it's a lot of different avenues like you have to come up with to sustain your business. It's like just trying to think of of other ways that you could do it. And like there's endless things that I still have not even tapped into, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. And you kind of, it definitely went from friends hearing that you did your own flowers to yeah. them wanting you to do their flowers and then it friends of friends and now yeah. it's you know strange you don't, you don't know these people but yeah. uh, you soon become friends with them um, and also just all the markets and pop-ups she's done you know there's just I don't know growth is a very uh, I guess different term and for you know financial or popularity or whatever it is but I think ultimately you've grown in knowledge and also in just knowing like what people like and what is beautiful and how you can make you know people's biggest day ever even better yeah and and unique right and and I think I it's been a long time since my wedding day but I know that uh, I think that would be really cool to be able to put a, a face you know, a name to the person who sort of crafted these these arrangements, these flowers. Yeah. So it's really awesome. I'm happy that yeah. you decided to go for it. Thank you. Um, so I want to sort of explain the noise today. So we've got background noise like crazy. Somebody turned off the music, which was nice. But um, why did we choose to record in such a noisy place? Well, we chose to record at the new Ghost Light. Uh, they call it Ghostlight Midtown, Midtown location. Uh, I call it Dayton's coolest trifecta uh, because it's right here, like sharing a sidewalk with the downtown Old Scratch and Rinse, Rinse Cycle. Um, those three together are like just a power, power team. Um, anyways, why are we why are we recording in such a, a noisy, populated? Ghostlight. Well, that's because Ohusa and Brennan created so many of the things that you see in this space. Brennan, I want to say it has to be cool for you because, you know, I don't know if you've paid attention to what people are saying about the new Ghostlight, mm. but like the whole conversation centers around how pretty it is inside. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that reflects really well for you since you did a lot of it, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how does that make you I feel? I appreciate that. Yeah, it makes me feel really good. I mean, I was one of a lot of people who helped make this space what it is. Um, there was a lot of direction, but you know, I'm very 
you know, it makes me feel good. And yeah. thank you for saying that, you know, from the benches to the tabletop and, you know, a few of the architectural pieces in here. Uh, it's just cool to see other people enjoying it mm -hmm. of what was, you know, in our wood shop for the longest time. And I was just itching to have people see it and feel it and touch it and sit on it and eat at it. Mm -hmm. It has to be cool. So you're talking to somebody, me, who really can't make anything except problems. Um, <laughs> and so... Like I'm sitting here, we're in the back corner and we've got like four or five people sitting on this awesome, just smooth, simple bench that you made. Yeah. It has to be kind of like a proud pop up moment where you're like, yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting on it and it's yeah. not breaking <laughs> and they like it. Yeah, I, that is definitely exactly how I feel <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> because there is that nervousness of like, oh man, this what if it doesn't work? What mm -hmm. if it does break when somebody sits on it and we're going on a few weeks and it hasn't broken, so fingers crossed, but. it's awesome. But yeah, no, it, I don't know. I don't have kids, but this is, you know, it's that feeling of I've just been, you know, thinking about and working on this thing, like literally day and night, and finally other people can enjoy it. And mm -hmm. that's a feeling that, you know, I don't think you get to experience unless you make something with your hands or unless you get to, you know, do something that other people, you know, admire. Right. Yeah, like you make something with your hands that other people use, whether it's food and they sure. eat it or yeah. whatever, but yeah. that's got to be a special feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I saw on your website you said you just have this love for turning trees into furniture. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. did you realize that that was a thing that uh, brought you joy or more importantly, maybe something that could, you could turn into a career? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely did kind of happen on our wedding day or, you know, in preparation to our wedding was like, oh, I'm like making these, you know, I'm turning these literally chunks of wood into uh, centerpieces for our wedding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was just that I just have always had an interest in making things that other people can enjoy. And when you talk about like trees, you mm -hmm. know, if, you know, those are things that are living and they were beautiful in nature and you know the ones that have fallen or the ones that are you know now chopped up to be lumber being able to turn that piece back into something that yeah. is beautiful and back into something that people can enjoy i find that being just very fulfilling yeah it's like you're actually recycling right sure. the, the documentaries that i'm watching right now or a couple are saying like oh good you're recycling but sure. nothing's happening yeah. to sure. it. like right. yeah. it's just going right. into the trash yeah <laughs> but you're like actually recycling sure so that's a good yeah feeling. yeah that's a good way to put it for sure you guys must live in a pretty creative household um i mean you're both creating right for a living now mm -hmm. yeah sort of separately um how does that play into day-to-day -day life? How does that make things simple or make things hard? Well, I think I think that anytime you're in our house, you'll see sawdust and chunks of wood or flower stems or flowers or, you know, tree sap in our house <laughs> somewhere, whether you're sitting on the couch Truly. and you get up and you're wearing black pants and there's sawdust all over it, or you're in our bathroom and you step on a flower stem we're sorry about that right um but yeah i think i think it poses challenges 
sorry, I'll bring up the negative first. Yeah, I was wondering, how do you turn it off, I guess? Because, well, and that's the thing. Like, for me, I can turn it off. Can like, or cannot? I can. You can. My per- like, just who I am. Like, I can, like, shut... Like, I just need to, like, shut down and, like, mm-hmm. like be, like, rest and stuff and, like, put, like, work out of my head or business or right. new creative ideas. And, like, where Brennan's personality type is he is constantly thinking of something yeah. like he I don't think will ever retire like he truly <laughs> will be creating forever because he you just you don't turn it off which isn't sure. bad necessarily but sure. whenever I need to like rest and recharge and like I'm like emotionally and mentally done like you're just like keep going and it can, it can pose challenges sure. in that Definitely. aspect where it's like I'm just ready to like stop talking about it for a little while yeah. But on the flip side of that, it can be really, it has been a good thing, of course, that I never would have started a business or thought even that I could have the ability to start a business if I hadn't mm. been married to someone who is so motivating and like encouraging. Sure. And I, like when we first started like talking about me starting something I was just like oh I like I can't like I don't know how there's so right. many things like, like finances and like taxes and like I don't know all this stuff he's like what well, like we'll figure it out and I'm just like okay awesome. like so being married to someone that's very very encouraging of you it's like there's just nothing better than that because mm-hmm. I know for certain like I would never have started Poppy Faye if I didn't have Brennan so yeah and I would say the op- I mean the exact opposite for me where it's like where she's right my brain is always running and always wanting to make something and I I struggle to just sit down and even just watch Netflix or anything just like enjoy uh, the moment yeah. Yeah, yeah where she definitely does help me pump the brakes and I think she more than anyone helped me realize I could do woodworking and actually turn it into a business rather than building this one thing and being like this is amazing this is awesome and then the next day i move on she's like well no you s- stop and actually make this into something and keep working on it and make it better and actually produce it into something that people can purchase yeah. and uh, but yeah i think being in a creative household especially with the two different brain systems that we both have you know there's pros and there's also cons you know when yeah. do we stop talking about business and when do we stop creating yeah, yeah. Cool. Good answer. Um, you say that nothing honest can be made. Now I want you both to, to elaborate on this in your own way once I'm done saying okay. <laughs> you say that nothing honest can be made fast or cheap as the real price is paid for by the earth, the worker, or your home. Mm-hmm. I really like that quote. It's a that is a thought that I think a lot of people have sure. that they don't, even as consumers, right? We sure. have this thought, but we don't really know how to verbalize it. And yeah. I think that is a really good way of, of verbalizing it. Nothing honest can be made fast or cheap as the real price is paid for by the earth, the worker, or your home. Yeah. You could also say that, I think, in regards to food and instead of your home, just say your body. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. both of you kind of just, just weigh in on that awesomely massive quote. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That... When I wrote that, I like it took me several days to just articulate exactly mm-hmm. what I meant. So, kind of, I guess my tagline or my slogan—I don't know exactly what it's called—but to Ohusa, it's conscious design for a kinder home. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
I think as people who make things with their hands, and also this applies to if you're a chef or you are somebody who paints or a florist or you make uh, really anything with your hands, I think you, you have this realization of how much waste you do create, you know, to yeah. make, you know, just to make, let's say, a serving tray. There's a lot more waste to that, that, that wood that you have to throw away. Yeah, then you might um, realize. Yeah, and, and you just realize how much, you know, waste is actually accumulated. And then you think about that on a mass scale. Mm -hmm. So if I were to go to a big box store and buy a table, I understand there was also 13,000 other of these tables, which means there's 13,000 as much waste. waste. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something that I, I always try to remain conscious of is, is what am I wasting in my processes? And also in that, how can I minimize that? And then the other flip side of it is anything that you make, you're causing harm. Yeah. You know, because I'm a woodworker, I realize, you know, when I buy wood from, let's say, if I bought it from a big box store, they're going to have to restock that shelf with more wood that came from a fast-grown forest. Right. Um, and the same thing for, you know, a florist or the same thing for a chef who buys from a restaurant or buys from a grocery store. Sure. You know, anything that we purchase either caused harm or waste, or sorry, it caused harm, waste, or even both. Yeah. Um, Say that again. Everything we? Everything we purchase. Okay caused harm and it caused waste. Um, even if you buy organic stuff, it caused harm and it caused, caused waste somewhere down the line. Now it was minimized because it was grown or because it was produced by someone who is conscious of that. Right. Right. So with Ohusa, to go back to that, you know, that line that's on my website, um, I think any time that we, any time that we want to buy something cheaper, at the big box store yep. or buy something that you know I can buy it quicker when I go to the big box store I think it's just not as much of an honest product because right. you just don't know where that came from who was harmed by that yeah. who or what was wasted by that um, so when it comes to like my woodworking I really try to source all of my wood from local trees I try to finish everything with non-toxic food safe child safe uh, oils and waxes you know and I realize I'm still causing waste and there's harm somewhere down the road, but if I'm conscious of that and minimizing that, I know that the home that this product's gonna end up in is gonna be a home that is kinder to the environment. Yeah, and there's your tagline, the conscious design, meaning right. you're aware of what's going on, what you're doing, and the home benefits from it, the home's a kinder home. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and right. I, th I think the same thing applies for flowers too. Yeah, there's a lot of waste in the flower industry and a lot of um, like just plastic and rubber bands and it's like every single bunch of flowers you get comes with a plastic sleeve on sure. it. So there's a lot like... Um, Does the poppy fay bouquet come with plastic on it? It does not come with a plastic sleeve. It does not? I, I don't use, no, any plastic oh. or anything, but like if I'm getting flowers from my wholesaler, yeah. everything comes from Ecuador oh, or Miami, um, so it comes with a plastic sleeve on it, you take it off, and yeah. so there is a lot, but um, just making the effort to, like, there's a lady that I get, I try to get as much product from her as I can, yeah. um, like in the summer and spring, consider There's the lilies local. in New Carlisle, because she grows the, the most beautiful flowers, so way 
prettier than you'll ever get the wholesaler. Wow. And it doesn't come with the plastic sleeve and things cool. like that. And so it's just like making those little changes. Like, obviously, it's not, we're not living waste free, sure, sure. you know, minimalistic lives. But like, and, you know, putting money into your local economy, like whenever I'm like buying from her, rather than like going to my wholesaler, it just sure. it's like little differences like that, where it's like, I'd much rather give my money to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think conscience is the key word. I think that people yeah. can take away from, from yeah. that, right? right. Just yes. trying to be conscious exactly. of what, so. what you're doing, who you're buying from, yeah. sure. who it affects. It's a really good thought, and I'm thankful that you shared it on your website and shared it again with us today. Sure. What do you wish more people knew about your your business, your industry, if you will? Like, not just your business, but like, what do you wish people in the Dayton area who are going to hear this podcast, what do you wish they knew about uh, woodworking, about floral designs? Like, not so much about like, here's my website, here's how you get my services, but mm-hmm. more so like, because obviously that's going to happen too, hopefully, but more so just, I wish you knew this about this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, that, that is a very good question. Do you what have, do you wish more people knew about kind of what you do or your industry? I would say a big misconception, which it's it's fine. Yeah, but it's it, that I get a lot is like, oh, I like when I go, what do you do? I'm a florist. Like, oh, I would love it. Like, you just play with flowers all day. Like, that's right? it's so fun. I get that a lot, which is fine because it is fun. I do love handling flowers. And, you know, it's a fun, it's a beautiful medium I get to do my work with but it doesn't make it less work it's a very labor-intensive field to be in like weddings you're there you can be there for you know all day setting up a wedding and you are have spent days ahead of that getting the product in and processing it all properly so that it'll be beautiful by the time you have your wedding and like it is just you're, you will be dirty and sweaty and disgusting and I just think there's a such a big misconception that it's just like I'm just here like playing with just playing and yeah. flitting around with flowers all yeah. day it's like it is it like so many random injuries I've never thought just like oh. cutting myself with snippers like really bad like just like so many random things you're well, on your feet almost all day and weddings like, are stressful right like photographers are so stressful. you're literally dealing with the biggest it's day such of a people's big lives There's so much pressure yeah. and trying to keep the flowers at their they're supposed to be their most beautiful at that moment without them being not open enough or mm-hmm. dead by the time mm-hmm. you get them to that your day it's, just thinking about it it is very stressful and i'm already prone to being anxious so it's yeah it's a very i would say taxing job but it's also very rewarding and cool. it is beautiful products i get yeah. to use so it yeah. is fun but it's not just like yeah playing with flowers all day yeah. it's a little bit more than that and i'll add to that for you is is you literally pour your heart soul into every single wedding that you do and because it is just you you are able to one have more of a hand on how it looks and how it feels and Two, you're able to make it even more special for the bride. And I think that, you know, I think that that's something that sometimes might be missed when it comes to a bride wanting to have a very beautiful wedding, um, but they get that flower budget and they're like, ah, I don't know about that. And, you know, 
which we totally get. Obviously, we did it ourselves yeah. because we wanted to save money, but I think that maybe a misconception I just think that, is... Yeah, the labor going into it, people are like, right. well, why? Like, when it's like, yeah. okay, because there's so much that goes into it, yeah. let alone the months of prep I'm doing, like, right. planning just, everything out. Yeah. On that note, just really quick, I guess, so if you get contracted to do someone's wedding, how much of it is the bride and the groom, I guess, or, or whoever, um, picking out the design, and how much are you telling them what they should do? I never, I don't think I've ever really told them you know what, what I mean, they no. should do. <laughs> Gently um, nudging. I, I, a lot of the clients that I get now, the brides and grooms that come to me, do come to me because they see something they like in my design, so yeah. they already have a certain idea, I think, from Pinterest and all the other yeah. places. So it's like they're coming to you because they see that I can, okay. I can accomplish that for them. So I don't think... I'm ever too like, oh, well, you should do that. There's a certain few things where I'm like, no baby spread. But yeah. it's like just a few things like that. But like, I think a lot of times it's more of like, like I'll suggest things, but they they ultimately have the final It sounds say really similar to photography to me in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Right? Like they're right. coming to you because they want you to create something they saw. Yes. Mm. And, exactly. But they still want it to be sort of their own, right? Yes. But it sounds similar. D definitely. And it's stressful so. because it's the wedding and yes, it's all these Exactly. Pieces. Anything in the wedding industry, <laughs> sure. you're going to be stressed. <laughs> like, it's just, it is yeah. it is what it is, but it's rewarding. So. All right, Brennan, what do you wish more people knew about what you do? Man, that is, that's a tough question to answer because I'm still learning so much about woodworking. Because, I mean, like I said, it's really only been about three years since I've actually been fully immersed into it. And I'm still learning all, like, the, you know, all the different finishes and all the different wood species and all of these things. And I think if there's one thing I, I hope people understand coming into, you know, or coming into, you know, a wood shop or coming into wanting to purchase something from a wood shop is is there's more than uh, it's more than just here's a product it's you know literally blood sweat and tears and no sleep yeah um, and you why know, no sleep maybe I'm more prone to that because of procrastination or because you just can't sleep because you want to get it done the right way maybe both I think it's both I think <laughs> I, well I think when it comes to woodworking there's just so many there's just it's all encapsulating when it comes to it's it's very physical work mm. it is very mentally draining work it's very uh, bloody work where you're, you know, literally cutting, you know. Last Christmas, Dangerous. he sanded off like his nail. Last Christmas Eve, we were <laughs> well, supposed to be I routed off my, heading my to church, yeah, and he's like, I just like, like, routed off my. So finger. we go to Christmas like, Eve service, and you're with like, my finger bandaged up because I don't know <laughs> how much of my fingers left at that moment. No. But we were um, in a hurry, so you just have to. Sure, and I, I think I guess that's what I that's what I want people to understand is because there's a big lead time if you want a table or if you want a bench or even if you want a serving tray, yeah. Because there's a there's an amount of safety that has to go into making this thing. There's yeah. an amount of stress and mentality that has to go into this thing, you know, because we're dealing with, you know, blades and knives that could end your life could really, really hurt if, you, yeah. if you're not conscious of it mm -hmm. and and yeah i guess that's kind of what i want people to know is you know it 
you know, we go through a lot to make this table very special. Right. That's awesome. Curious if you have someone or a business that are inspiring you in Dayton, or who are you looking at right now? Like, you know, it's fun to be in a town where they where they exist, right? I personally think that about everybody that we have on, but like that's why we have them on. I think it's cool or fun to be in a town where those things are happening, right? Whether it's uh, floral design or uh, a brewery, right? I just think they're all kind of intertwined. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for me, you had her on your podcast, Jackie Morgan. Her pottery mm-hmm. is or ceramics. I don't know if you call it. Her uh, ceramics. J Morgan Atelier. Beautiful, and I really like. I love like just. I I would love to be able to do that. That would and be a cool that collaboration. Would be, that by would the way. be amazing. Well, and I know I thought about that. A, a vase. <laughs> like, yeah, with like a vase or something. Yeah. Just an idea. I say base, yeah. but I said boss. Boss, I'm so sorry. Yes, boss. <laughs> you sounded very fancy. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, I, I just think yes, the her stuff's just amazing and beautiful and like so like soothing to my eyes. Yeah. It's magical. That's I had so. a similar reaction to her Instagram post originally, which I told her as Brennan's, where I was just like, <laughs> I have no idea how that happens, but I like it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man, that is a tough question because there are so many amazing businesses, amazing people in this city. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you've had. Think of more. Yeah, like there's hundreds. I could well, maybe not. Maybe hundreds. not hundreds. <laughs> you can rip on a yeah. couple. <laughs> yeah. So um, where we live, we're in the Old North uh, neighborhood in Dayton. Okay. So that's uh, Children's Hospital, yep. you know, neighborhood area. And you know, there, you know, it's it's a. Uh, there's a chain of these, but one of my favorite grocery stores is La Michoacana, which oh. is on Troy, um, Troy Street, Troy, yeah. So that's Troy Street, um, and you walk in and you're in a totally, totally different world that's because cool. um, you might be the only person whose dominant language is is English, oh, or right. your only language is English, and <laughs> you know between the decorations, the product, it's all things that you've never seen before interesting um, and sometimes I just go in there just to kind of like get this I don't know just to get this extra vibe for my day of, of okay there's a lot more to this world than than what you see yep. um, and that's somebody who that's a that's a business who's inspiring me only because they're really they're honing into their culture, they're honing into their people, they're honing yeah. into their products. They're, their niche too. They're not trying to be right. all things to everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. And I think they have the customer base for it. And I, that's somebody who definitely inspires me, I'd say, that cool. maybe not a lot of people know about. I like to tell people who are complaining, not complaining, but <laughs> if somebody is complaining about Dayton, like, oh, it's Dayton, there's nothing to do here. I'm always like, okay, what town do you like? Like, don't give me yeah. New York City or like, give me like a normal yeah. Midwestern town. Yeah. And they'll say one, right? Whatever. Columbus, uh, Lexington, Louisville, whatever. And I say, okay, what is it that, that you love there? And they'll be like, oh, there's this brewery. And I'm like, cool, we've got that. Yeah. What else is it? Oh, there's this coffee shop. Cool, we got that. Yeah. Uh, what else is it? You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's this restaurant. Yeah. And I admit, there are great restaurants. Uh, 
nearby in Midwestern cities, there are phenomenal restaurants. Cincinnati's right. restaurants are amazing. Right. But I think that Dayton has some great alternatives or options too. So I go back to what Joe had from Century Bar said, where he said, Dayton has all the things, you just have to look for them, right? You just have to know where to look, I think he said. And, and I feel the same way, so. Yeah. Um, the music has kicked up, and the crowd level has gone up, and so our audio is probably going to be uh, a challenge. Yeah. But I thank you guys so much for sitting down and telling a little bit about your story. Thank you. I hope that the phone rings off the hook, uh, or the direct <laughs> messages roll in is probably more appropriate. Sure. And people are intrigued by your services and yeah. hire you all year in 2020. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope we hope that too. Yeah, yeah it'd be That's great. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone. Post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed. Post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.